you are appreciated. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. One more semester left. She ain't got a trip. She gonna get a job. She ain't got a strip. Plus she got a brain. That means she got a gift. Gotta walk the class. She ain't got a whip. But God got her. That means she gotta lift. Her mind made up. She gonna be blessed and be successful cause she prayed up. All them sleepless nights grinding cause she stayed up. Soon as she walk across that stage it didn't paid up. That's what ambition gets you. The benefits of beneficial actions. Get it yourself without you even asking. LOL from all your daughters, you the last laughing. Made it through that road successfully without the traffic. You knew not to question God, so you forgot to ask him for help through hard times and struggle cause you knew you passed it. That's what ambition gets you. Strong black woman, yeah, she focused. Strong black woman like she Oprah. Never gave up when she was going through the motions. When life threw a limit, she made lemonade potent. I know times change and got you frustrated, but here's a song to let you know you are appreciated. Hey. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. Two kids, single mother, you ain't cry about it. Knew you wasn't perfect, you ain't lie about it. Did everything you could to secure your home. Kept guard first, you wasn't alone. Daddy wasn't round, but you feel the void. You made men out of little boys. Taught us everything that a man didn't. Bought us everything that a man didn't. Superwoman ain't just a song that Karen Wright wrote. I've been round Superwoman all my life, bro. And she was Superwoman to her kids, nigga. I ain't gotta watch the show because I lived with her. It's only right that she get acknowledged. 30 years later, then she went to college. That degree, she finally got it. Ain't no doubt about it, she a strong black woman. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women, all my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. This for all my strong black women. All my strong black. Go get it on their own black women. All my get it on their own black women. All my strong black. Michelle Obama, that's a strong black woman. Oprah Winfrey, that's a strong black woman. Jada Pinkett Smith, can't forget her, that's a strong black woman. Taraji Henson, that's a strong black woman. Condoleezza Rice, Deborah Lee, yeah, that's a strong black woman. Hilda Riley, that's a strong black woman. Shaquetta Mills, can't forget her, that's a strong black woman. This one here for all my strong black women, all my strong black women. Had to write a song to let you know you all appreciate Strong black women. All my strong black women. Welcome back to the Off the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Ant. I hope you all are feeling good out there. Um, this is part two of the Tell Us How You Feel um segment I got going on. Um in response to racism in the current state of the of the country right now due to the George Floyd protests slash riots. Um and to 
this episode right here, I'm speaking to Miss Tierra Wiley's um, Facebook name is Bianca Wiley, but you know, I know her as Tierra, so I'm going to call her Tierra. You know what I mean? Um, with the school, with her middle school, Forest Hills, we uh, stayed in the same neighborhood when I moved back the first time from Texas and, um, you know, cool peoples. I wanted to get her point of view as an African-American woman. Um, we're going to get into that, but first I want to let y'all know for my Wilson, North Carolina residents, June 19th. That's right. June 19th, 2020 is Blackout Friday, a Juneteenth celebration supporting Wilson's black owned businesses. This is a challenge for everybody to buy black in Wilson for 24 hours that day on June 19th, you know, which is the 155th anniversary of the effective end of slavery. Um, some of the Blackout Black Friday businesses in Wilson that you can support uh, Waking Me Boutique. Boogie's Turkey Barbecue, Brandy's Food Factory, Braswell's Flower Shop, Honey Dip Butters, Inspired Creations by Nicole, J. Prey Photography, McKenzie's Towing and Transportation, Mended Pieces Design, Next Level Mobile Detailing, Richie's Automotive and Cycle Connection, Sayum Jamaican Restaurant, Smart Choice Market, Smith Accounting and Computer Services, Style Masters Charter, Sylvia's Rest Sylvia's Family Restaurant. You know, that was one of my first jobs ever. You know, shout out to Sylvia. Your boy used to be a dishwasher. I kinda quit on them kind of dirty. Um, but that, that that's one another episode how I did that. It's another episode anyway. Uh, more of the businesses, T and T Barber and Styles, Unity Hair Salon, Whole Truth Lunchroom, Wilson Value Drugs, Seven Seas Exotic Design Event and Rentals. Um Selling tax and credit repair, free nominal creations, uh, Cardio Express. Um, and if you want to know about more black owned businesses that I didn't name, you can visit 252 Black Wall Street. That is a page on Facebook. And once again, that's 252 Black Wall Street. Why not black? Blackout Friday, support black owned business, Juneteenth. And this is all sponsored by the Black Transformation Movement. Um, shout out to them. Blackout Friday. Please support that June 19th. Once again, June 19th. Now, let's get into the episode. This is Miss Tierra Wiley. Tell us how you feel, part two. Hello? Tierra. What's up? What's going on? Welcome to the Off the Wall Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great on this wonderful Sunday. How about you? Oh, you know, blessed and highly favored. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. You know, you know, how's your day going? It's going. I'm on vacation, so. You're on vacation? Oh, man. See, this is it's not a good time to be on vacation. There's not too much to do right now. Well, I'm going to risk it all. And, and um, I'm just going to wear a mask and, you know, make some moves. you going to make some I'm... moves? Is it out of country moves or, you know? No. Oh, no, 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 no. No. No, my husband is not. No, he's not gonna do it. <laughs> oh, you, you, are you talking about uh, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach vibes right now? Oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't go there. I don't darken those streets. We go, um, <laughs> we, we, we go to Wilmington and, and stuff like that. You know. Okay, okay. So the Myrtle Beach days is, is long gone. Long. Yes. Gone. Oh my God. <laughs> Those like hunt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be careful, either even in the Wilmington streets, man, because we don't know if COVID <laughs> just laying low on us. Oh look, honey, I'm I'm, I'm antiviral down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No doubt. So um, I just got we I just finished talking to a biracial woman. Um, she had some interesting things to say, and then like before I, I started talking to each one of you, I let the you know the listeners know when they hear this tomorrow that I'm not here to debate with none of y'all. I'm here just to hear y'all opinions on things. So they might hear they might hear some stuff in that one that they might was like, oh, hey, you would have been saying something, but no. But I, I I want everybody you know to have to give their opinion on things that's going on. So right. Of course, you know it's a lot of a lot of tensions over the George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, um, Breonna Taylor, et cetera, uh, cases going on right now. Um, all right. How do you feel right now with all the things that's going on, as far as the protesting, the looting, everything that's going on? Well, Monday, um, I was really, really numb. Um, that that day was really really hard for me um being a black woman and a black professional woman because in my world i'm not really allowed to be emotional um and um but i'm supposed to be emotional and and give people some context of why you're not supposed to be uh, emotional (laughs) So, if I'm having a bad day, for instance, um, they automatically presume, and they meaning any other person that's not black, um, that I'm having a bad day because of them. And I could be having a bad day because I walked into my son's room and saw it was dirty and I had to clean it up. Or I could just be having a bad day, you know? I might not be feeling well. Um, I can't go to work and cry or be sad because, or show any anger because then all of a sudden I'm an angry black woman. And, you know, that's, that's not, I can't be an angry black woman. I have to be approachable basically at all times so that day was really really hard for me because um i always go to work and i have like my trap music on because that's just how i get my (laughs) day started (laughs) and everybody always they know that but that day for some reason you know I had two people say, oh, my God, I hear your music. Oh, my God. You know, and they were white. And I just feel like it was just not, there was just not the day, you know. And I actually got back in my truck and left and turned around and called and talked to my niece, told her what happened. And she really had to talk to me. Because I'm like, this this isn't the day for this, you know. Yeah. So um, that day it was really, really, really hard, you know. Um, I had um, a whole lot of uh, white nurses and nurse practitioners and stuff actually reach out to me that day, and you know, apologizing about their privilege. Which was, you know, surprising because I, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened, and you know, so. Yes. But for whatever reason, this time 
really made people like I don't know like open their eyes for whatever reason you know and I'm thinking maybe it's because it was three incidents that happened boom 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 all at once um you know and I just had so many white people actually just reach out to me even that day at work and were like you know when I was reading about how you have to you know, prepare your son, you know, to go to the bus stop or to get stopped, you know, by the police or, um, you know, you having to talk to him at such an early age, you know, I never thought about that. And, um, and one of my old coworkers actually said that her and, um, her sister got in an argument about it because her brother-in-law is a cop. And she said that I was, she considered me one of her close friends. And what, what race was that your friend? She's white. White, okay. And so she said that, that she told her, you know, how I have to prepare my son and how, you know, what I have to think about with my husband, my son, my brother, you know, my guy friends. I mean, all my black males that you know, I talk to and that I know. And she said that she was telling her, you know, like, this is what she has to deal with on a daily. And we don't. She was like, you know, we never really talk about it. She's like, we weren't raised to be racist, she said, but we weren't raised to be just thinking about, hey, this is how black people are treated either. Yeah. And she said, so that really just, you know, all of this stuff that just really opened up her eyes about it. And so, um, you know, I really... um did feel like I had some kind of advocacy, um, you know, amongst the white women anyway, in particular, um, because they said they never thought about it, even though they were mothers, mm-hmm. you know, and so they said they just never thought about it because they never had to. So, you know, and I mean, it makes you think about, okay, well, I can't get pissed with them because they don't know. And I think a lot of people they, they we we jump the gun sometimes, but a lot of people we we they, I really don't know. I think a lot of yeah. races really don't know. Just yeah. like with with me, but my dad being the army, I lived a lot of places. Like people would be surprised if you go up north, and you see like Africans really don't fuck with like the real Africans that come over to yeah. the states. They oh, don't really yeah. fuck with black people. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it's it's it's. And that's, that's one of the good things. I, I hated moving around a lot, but that's one of the good things. As I got older, I got I feel like I was well-rounded because I seen more different stuff if I would have been in Wilson my whole life. Because right. a lot of people would think, no, nah, man, they're African. They would never treat you like, dog. No, Africans no. do not mess with you, y'all. I'm telling you. Yeah. You know? So it's it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. You're right. Like, sometimes you can't beat people in the head for what they don't know, but sometimes we feel like with the internet and so much stuff that goes on, like, how do you, how do you keep how do you it? not know? Yeah. yeah. Because, know? because think about it. A lot of people think in, in, at, at work, you know, I work in Goldsboro. A lot of people think, white people think that us getting mistreated started with Trayvon Martin. I'm like, man, I've been black all yeah. my life. It's been like that since I, I can remember. I, born, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like I tell, like I tell people all the time, I said, you know, I read something. I actually took my Facebook app off because I'm like, I can't be up there every day arguing with people, trying to tell them, hey. I, I want to fucking live. I want my son to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't do that. I'm like, I said, it's draining. And it's just, it's just not emotionally healthy. I said, I, I can't do it. So, um, so, 
we were just talking about that, you know, at work. And I mean, basically nobody really, they don't, they don't get it until you sit down. And my thing is like, I tell everybody, especially, um, you know, most of my coworkers are white women. Right. And so I said, you don't have to deal with it. So you're not going to think about it. I said, but this is something I have to deal with all the time. I said, when, um, I'm competing for spots for grad school, Mm -hmm. I have to do, 20 times more than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I got to have a thousand more credentials to get this job versus you. You know, when they were like, oh, well, why you got all these um, certifications? Because I have to. Like, I can't just be a nurse practitioner. Like, I got to have extra stuff to sell myself versus if I was Becky around the block. Right. You know, and so... I said, racism just didn't start with Trayvon Martin. Yeah. I was like, it's been going on. Forever. I'm like, forever. <laughs> and I was like, and in all reality, black people really had more going on with themselves when we were segregated, if you want to be real. That's because I heard somebody, I heard a lot of people say that before too, because it seems like now a lot of black people beg for acceptance. That's why I hate when people keep sharing. So why do you care about what your oppressor, racist person thinks about? You? Why do you keep sharing it? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people want so much validation from people that they say oppress them. Right. And that's why, you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, we had no choice but to deal with each other. We had no choice but to uplift each other because we were all we had. I was like, we had black hospitals, we had black clinics, we had black banks, we had black stores, like all of that stuff. And I was like, and we actually like cared about being black. And now, you know, um, you know, even my son generation, you know, he's 15, but with all this stuff that has happened, you know, now he's looking at people different, which is, and and that's what I told my coworkers. I was like, I don't want him to hate anybody. I said, but he's going to be looking at white people differently because of what has happened. And I was like, and it doesn't doesn't help that your president, you know, exacerbates all this stuff. You know, we don't have any kind of leadership. And, you know, we don't have any leadership to me in the black community. No. You know, um, you know, everybody, you know, want to be, um, you know, trying to be spokesperson and do this and do that, but you're not a leader. It's a difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it just, and it really makes you just, you know, really, really think like, well, segregation better <laughs> at this point, you know, because, you know, we're trying to get a seat at the table with people that don't want to sell. Well, it was better economically because a lot of people, we were more self-sufficient and the black dollar circulated right. in black neighborhoods. So, Right. If during that way, that way it was excellent. Right. Better. Um, but you know, in a world where we live with with other races, you know, I, I think right. people wanted to, you know, you know, be with other races and and do them same things. But you know, and, and I see some good in it. I see some bad in it. I put it right. Up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and I get it. You know, and I mean, and then the thing is, is that you know, it wasn't that long ago when this was happening, right. and, and you know, I'm like my mom was part of the era of segregation where she was trying to march so they can, you know, get to go to better schools. And my uncle was one of the first black group group of black people to go to fight. You know, so it wasn't that long ago that, you know, white people be like, oh, it was, no, it wasn't 100 years ago. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long. It it, 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 it,
Yeah, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago. And, you know, um, and I always hated history. I hated, just hated it. But my husband loves it. And so, you know, he was telling me about, you know, I think it was um, something that needed to pass for us to continue to be able to have the right to vote. And um, I don't know if it passed or if they just haven't done anything with it. But, um, but you know, it was just like, this This is the stuff that, you know, they like, we really need to know. And what's it? It wasn't too long. What we was considered as what? Like three-fourths of a person or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and it's yeah. just like, you know, y'all don't, y'all don't understand, you know, <laughs> how it is to, you know, be black. It's just, you got a target on you from birth. And especially black men, you know? And it's just like, and I said, it's hard, you know? And um, as much as, you know, I want my son to be independent and stuff, but if he want to go walking and running, I go with him. Mm-hmm. We stay in a predominantly white neighborhood. Right. And unfortunately, you know, some, I know some of them be looking at us like they don't want us here, even though we are considered by some white standards as good blacks, because I've heard that before. That's crazy. <laughs> That's um, crazy. Yeah. So because, you know, it's he you know, a two parent household, we both work, you know, I'm a professional, my husband works, takes care of the house. Right. You know, son is in sports. You know, so we like are the good black people, so it's okay. And it, and it's crazy, even even in all communities, how that's 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 looked at as crazy when you, that's how it's supposed to be. Like you know, You're right? Like, but, you know, that's crazy. Right, know? but that's 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 what you know. You consider? I mean, I actually had somebody tell me that. So, um, and I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> well, what's a bad black then?" Yes, yeah, it's, it's you know. It's crazy. Was, was, was I a bad black woman when I was single? Mm. No, because you were still a nurse. You're still educated. So, so, so you feel it, like you feel like certain Caucasians feel like you got to be of a certain standard for them to respect you. Right. Yeah, you do. Because and what's funny Aunt, is that even now, you know, even though I'm married, the only men that approach me are middle-aged white men. Mm. Um, I had one to tell me that I was well-to-do. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... So, so you telling me sugar, sugar daddy Caucasian men... <laughs> basically. I heard trying to holler at you. Yeah, I mean, basically, and if my husband was, like, jealous and crazy, he would just, you know, and we crack up about it because they will approach me and talk to me. Oh, is this your husband? Hey, how are you? You better watch her. You better keep your eye on her. Want some get out shit? Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, we go out of town, especially we at the beach. You know, so <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. It's like, now, now what, I mean, hell, I, I don't know what you are. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, 
Now, what was your experience experience growing up with uh, white people? Like, say, at school, college. Like, what was your experience with white people then coming? Well, up? I was, well, well, okay. According to all my black friends, I was always in white people classes. So, which, which means you was an honors. Yeah, I was honors. <laughs> yep, right. Most of my time in school, I was always around white people. Right. Um, because of the classes I, w- I was in. And the schools we went to, Hunt, you know, was yeah. predominantly, you know, upper class whites, you know, Forest Hills. And then, you know, like most of the schools I was in, you know, I went to school with these people from kindergarten to 12th grade. Right. So we all basically grew up together. Now, I, that, I, our neighborhood, though, coming up was like predominantly black. Yeah. Where we stayed. Yeah. Right, right. But, you know, in school, I'm, I'm in AG. I'm in honors. I'm in right. AP. So I was around white people in school, and I was at home. I was with black people. Right. But the white families, knew who I was so they were comfortable you know with me coming to their house because they knew Tiara was knew Jan she knew Ashley she knew Kim you know and because I was in those classes with them it was okay for me to come did you have any funny experiences like going to people's houses in school like no of the different mm-hmm. races mm-hmm. because like I said they knew I was in there I was in there with their kids and mm. I still was coming from a two-parent household and my mom didn't work just like their mamas did so you know you know, you know what i mean not to cut you off but it's interesting you said that because the, the girl i talked to the woman i talked to before you shauna biracial woman and she said you know they had they had problems you know with the black kids they stayed in a black a predominantly black neighborhood with the black kids so and in schools they had trouble with the black kids until their parents switched them to a private school and said that the same thing, they really didn't have no problems with the white people. The white people wasn't, you know, bothering them. Or, you know, they wasn't getting really no hate. At least to their right. family, it wasn't. But, and I'm going to tell you something that was funny, though. I'll never forget that we were in middle school. And that's when I had the most problems with black girls. Because they said that I thought I was better than them because my daddy lived with me. And, <laughs> and you know that's that's not even funny because hey look it's now being single I had a grown woman woman older than me thought it was crazy that I wanted to take her to the movies yo she's like wow you really want to take like she I thought she was joking but she was dead serious I'm like what the fuck like what, what the hell is going on here <laughs> like yeah, yeah. so like you, I, you do I, really hear crazy stuff like this out here like yeah and I just couldn't even believe it like like so I mean like not came home and told my mom like you know it i said i was even embarrassed to tell people that my parents were married because nobody else's was so you know i felt like an outsider because my mom and daddy were married and we all had the same daddy me my brother and sister so i felt weird even telling people that and then you know i'm getting in fights and shit because they were like oh your daddy take you shopping and and i'm like 
you know, and then me with my mouth, I'm like, well, hell, I can't help your mama with a hoe. And it's crazy because <laughs> at the time, my mom and dad aren't together now, but through my all through my years of school, they were, which was crazy. You know, both of my parents, and it's wild at how we look at that, where some people would say, like, yo, you had both parents. Like, it's bad. Like, like you're not supposed yeah. to have both your parents. Like, it's crazy how we do each other. Yeah, and it just was like, you know, so I had more in common with my white classmates. So, you know, they didn't care if I came to the house. They didn't, you know, because I had a mom and daddy, mm. you know. And so, it, I mean, it, it's, it's weird as hell, you know. And even for me now, I get, I can get hate from both sides. I can get black people not wanting to respect me because I'm a black nurse practitioner. And I have white people saying, I don't want a black nurse practitioner. I don't want a black nurse. Wow. No. And so, I mean, I can get racism from both, from both sides. So it's hard as hell <laughs> being a black woman, you know, and especially in a professional if field. Anyway. <laughs> professional setting yeah. where I have to tell people what to do, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of black, you know, people that don't want to listen to me, but I'm the one that have to give you the order. I'm the one that have to tell you what to do. Right. So, and then I'm pretty sure some white people that don't want to listen to me, but, um, you know, it is what it is in a leadership position. I have to do what I got to do. I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, I t- I try to tell myself, you know, sometimes, you know, our white people are not bad. You know what I mean? Because when you constantly getting screwed over, like, as a race, it gets hard to see otherwise. And um, especially with everything that's going on right now. And, um, and I told them that, you know, I told them that it worked. You know, I was like, when I was working from home, it really didn't matter. So, but now I got to be around people and I got to turn that shit off when I get to work. Like, I can't go to work being mad at every damn white person because every white person ain't done nothing to me, sure. you know? Sure. So, and I said, but I also got to be on top of how I'm feeling because then I can't go in there mad because then I'm an angry black woman. But I can't go in there sad because then they're like, oh my God, what did I do to you? So you do you damned if you don't, if you damned if you don't. Yeah. Put you in a crazy predicament, really. Yeah, you know, so um, so, I mean, it is, it's hard because, you know, I'm a very vocal person. Right. Um, You know, I don't mind telling you how I feel and but then I can't you know, it's like I can be myself to an, a certain extent at work. You know, and so, and it's hard because, you know, I'm like, I can't even really be Tierra, Tierra, because I have this persona I have to have because of the profession I choose. Mm. But if I was like, you know, a CNA, it would be okay for me to act a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like I tell them, I said, you know, I'm not an uppity person. I said, I'm very down to earth, you know, 
they'd be like, oh my God, I didn't know you listened to that kind of music. What the hell you think I walk around listening to Mozart? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how people don't know how to separate, you know, the, the professionalism from who you actually yeah. are. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a person. Right. Like, damn, I'm a black girl, but I do like to lay out at the beach and get bronze. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you feel about the looting and rioting that's going on right now over the George Floyd um, incident? I can see why people are looting. I can see why. If they, it's not a, ever a good reason to be looting, okay? Right. But to me, I see why people are mad. They're throwing shit. They're breaking stuff. They're burning up stuff, you know? Then I see it as some people just going out there just for their ass and steal. Of, of course, you got, you got some of them that don't even know what's going yeah. on. Of they course. don't even know what's going yeah. on. Don't even know the calls. But you want to go over there, go to Foot Locker, go to get a TV or something stupid, you know? Right. And just and then that's another reason why they, they look at black people the way they do, because of stupid shit like that. Now, now, but what about this scenario right here? You remember how earlier you said, now it seems like after these incidents that happened back to back to back, it seems like some of your uh, Caucasian... Uh, associates or people you work with are now asking you questions. Do you think mm -hmm. now that with the looting and rioting that they see most black, the, what the black people are doing it the right way, the activists, and they're looting and rioting, do you think that got people's attention now? Because I'm a firm believer that sometimes you got to be disruptive to get changed. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you do got to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. going to tell you, I love Malcolm X, okay? Love yeah. him. So, I'm all about, you know, it's cool to be peaceful up until a point. You know? Because sometimes you can't keep turning the other cheek. Sometimes you got to slap a bitch back, all right? This is how it is. You can't keep turning the cheek. Right. It's just, it's just too much because it's how much more do you expect people to take? You know, they telling you not to kneel, but then if you don't kneel, then you're doing this. So if you don't say this at this, you don't protest this way. But what the hell you want people to do? And at this point, you know, people get fed up. People mad. They're frustrated. I already can't go no damn well because of the coronavirus. And that makes it worse, yeah. It makes it yeah. worse that people have been in the house for so long. You've been in the house. Yeah. People are already upset. they angry. You lost, you're losing jobs. or You know, I mean, it's all this other stuff going on on top of it. So that's that's the thing. And it, it is making people wake up because they don't have, first off, you really don't have anything else to do because, they, you know, you couldn't go nowhere, so you you on social media, you're watching TV, that's it. And so maybe that was a reason, too, for this to happen. You know, to get people to start opening their damn eyes and see what's happening in the community besides your white, nice white picket fence and your nice trips and all this other stuff. Right. You know, and... And I think that is because even, I even had some of the white girls tell me, I can see why people are burning up stuff. They said, yeah. but why don't they said, well, why don't they go burn up the people that they feel is oppressing them? That's when I that's when I respected that white girl right then. Right. Because I was like, she said, why would y'all burn up your own neighborhoods? And, and and let's keep it G to all my Caucasian friends. Like, 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 we, we learned disruptive from y'all because over history. When they feel wrong, they'll fuck some shit up. Like they we almost what? went through that just because they wanted to go outside like a couple of months ago. Yeah. You know, yeah, so so I don't understand the ones the ones who don't understand it, I don't see how because like y'all really was going to war because y'all didn't want the good like the governor's quarantine. Like Yeah, yeah, because y'all want a damn haircut. Right. <laughs> y'all going, going to the steps and courthouses um fatigued up and 
guns and shit drawn because yeah. you want to have cuz. So what you think? We want some freedom. Right. Shit, what you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, you know, so I, I don't agree with all the rioting, you know, especially, I mean, it's no right person to start looting and rioting with, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're going to do it, I mean, hell, don't tear up your house. I mean, yeah. it's stupid, you know? Um, but I think like, you know, it, people are tired. They're fed up. You know, black people are tired. I mean, we've been getting screwed since the beginning. And, you know, they were like, oh, well, why don't you go back? I ain't going back no damn way because I live here. Right. And I, that's where I come from. The only place I can go is my mama uterus and yeah. she don't have it no more. <laughs> so I can't go back to where I came from. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, that's my issue. You know, I mean, I I hate the the race relations that we have right now because I hate that my son had to grow up in this kind of environment where we can't even trust cops. We can't trust people of authority. You know, the last time I got pulled, I couldn't get my license out of my wallet. I handed that state trooper my wallet. Hey, every time I get pulled, I always say, I always got to make command. Hey, it's, it's right over here. My water right there. You can get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I ain't trying to get shot over nothing crazy. And, yeah. and I think a lot of people don't realize how serious it is. Like, yeah. you know, how many times we get pulled over for no reason? Like, <laughs> right. right, right. You know, and and I'm just like, because um, one of the girls was like, well, when your son starts driving, you know, make him a little envelope. And he doesn't have to roll down the window because I was like, uh-uh. I said, see, you might can't roll, don't have to roll the window down. I said, but he's going to have to. Yeah, he's going to have to. I said, otherwise, we're going to be walking slow on a Sunday because, you know, no. And I said, mm-mm. Or don't, said, or don't have a nice car in a, in a bad, what they consider a bad neighborhood. Oh, my God. Like, you can get oh, stopped yeah. a lot that oh, way, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, you get stopped. You get stopped if you're coming out of a neighborhood. Right. Um, You know, so... I mean, they'll follow, they will follow you home. I have been, before I got my license changed, I was asked, why was I over here? Wow. And I said, because I live here. Yeah. Well, you didn't have your license changed. I didn't know I had to damn get it changed as soon as I moved. Yeah, that's, see, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, so I've been stopped because I'm coming off of 58 because of where we live. So, um... And even my husband said that he doesn't feel comfortable until he's in the house mm. because of our two neighbors. Oh boy! So you you stay next to a couple of Karens? Um, well, they some old ass Karens, but they can probably be <laughs> Karen. They were the Catherines then. You no, know, Kathys. Yeah, some Kathys. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it's just like we, you know. One of them, he looked like he ate, like he went AWOL or something in the army. Now he was dressing fatigues and he looks weird as hell. Oh yeah, and, if all you dressing fatigues, you gotta watch out. Yeah. <laughs> he like he PTSD yeah. that old here. Oh man, there's yeah. the old man that uh, lived next to us, and the only time he talked to us is when he got black workers in the yard. So what did it tell you? Yeah, that's crazy. So, so in all in the conclusion, what do you feel could help race relations between us and Caucasians? And 
You know, I think we really have to be adults and really have to have conversation. And I mean, have real, legit, open, honest conversation. I agree. Um, because some people, it makes them uncomfortable. They don't want to hear it. Uh, and then they be like, oh my God, if I say something racist, let me know. Why the hell, what are you saying then, bro? You know, like, um, you know, so I think just having open-ended conversation about racism and what, you know, what does it mean to each person? You know, because my thoughts on racism is going to be different from somebody else's. Yeah, true. Um, you know, how I feel I get treated, you might not feel that I was treated that way. Right. You know, everybody's perception, you know, is different. And um, just being able to have honest, open, you know, dialogue on, you know, what is racism? And what are we going to do about it? Because it's not something that you catch. It is taught. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. yeah, you know, I watched my child play with all the little kids when he was small at the park. I would tell him to stay away from the ones with the snotty noses because I didn't want him to come home sick. But I didn't care what color they were because as long as they play with each other and they treat each other nice. Right. But you could also see the parents that didn't want their kids playing with him. So it's a, it's taught and it's from home. It's taught. And um, you know, and it, and that's where it starts at, and and I think you know it's just just having open dialogue yeah. about it, and because this I don't think it's gonna ever really die out. Yeah, you would think it would die out by then. You would think like the older <laughs> generation, you know, would have would have died out, and but now nah, I think this it just keeps going. I think that hate just keeps yeah keeps going. It's, it's, it's 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 just like it's like a it's like it's a reddit you know it's just yeah it's just like it's from each each generation because this grandpa taught this one and this one i mean they keep it going yeah, it's so like, it's like it's a racist bible around here that everybody's yeah. reading out yeah you know and mm-hmm. so and it's scary because you know people are even more violent you know and um people are even more they i don't i don't know it's it's some scary time to, to be living in and it's even more scary for us you know because we have to really be on our P's and Q's all the damn time and that's that's stressful in itself I agree I definitely I definitely 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 agree do you think because I know the, the last person I talked to but like I said she was mixed she feels that a lot of hate also is taught in the black homes also yeah yeah yeah, I mean, because even my best friend, we, me, you know, me and her were talking about, you know, especially like when everything was happening, you know, Monday, it was really, really fresh, right. you know, and at that point, you know, I could really give a shit if I ever talked to another white person again, you know, right. and because you're, you're mad, you're emotional, tension is raw and, you know, everything. And then, you know, she was telling me, she was like, you know, now I see, you know, why our parents was like, they didn't want to deal with white people. So you you know we hear that when you're when you're small, 
You know, True. if you have bad experiences at work and stuff and, you know, you hear your um, parents come home and this shit happened with this white person or they got passed over for a promotion by somebody that was white. They didn't have as much knowledge and credentials as them. And, you know, I mean, you hear this shit over and over and over again. I mean, it ain't gonna make you want to go run out and hug no damn body white. True. You know? Yeah. And, um, and so you gonna be like, well, damn. You know? And then, you young, you don't really know until you get in that predicament. You know? And I've been there. You know? So, and you know, so it's just like, do you decide that you gonna hate them? You know? Or, you gonna, you just know that's what life is? for us you deal with it you know and and move on i mean um my dad slapped his uh <laughs> supervisor that was back in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> and um you know but that that same supervisor my daddy died was the main one that came to our house and was crying over my daddy as you know, back you know in the eighties, shoot, you know my daddy should have been locked up, but for some whatever reason, you know he made him into a, to the team leader. So I don't know. See that that's where violence works. You see what I mean? <laughs> violence works. See that's why I keep telling people sometimes. Well, I can tell people like. Well, sometimes some problem when people keep disrespecting you. Sometimes it's not cool to turn up the cheek because they think they can keep yeah. playing with you. Sometimes yeah. you got to let people know. And sometimes you by you doing that to them. Other people around, I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna try one because I see, yo, he's really gonna, he gonna go crazy. Yeah, and my dad was like one of the nicest dudes ever, but I don't know what happened because I was young. But I remember my mama, you know, telling us, you know, about that, uh, you know, that he slapped, slapped the hell out of that man, and <laughs> then they became close friends, and my dad ended up being a junior president and all kinds of shit. So, <laughs> see, you know. You know, sometimes so, the ass whooping could correct bad behavior. Sometimes, hey, I had to steal, I had to steal them out. Yeah. So, you know. but I mean, I don't think that'll fly now. But nah. you know, but nah, don't but, try it now. Yeah, I ain't gonna try it, but yeah. I, I want to sometimes. But um, but yeah, you know, it's just like it's it's you know, it's hard being black. It's hard being mixed. I got lots of mixed cousins. Yes, I mean, just talking about a friend before you, yeah, I can tell, like, it's, it's so hard because they got, it's hard for them to choose what size. Like, if you got a parent yeah. that's Caucasian and a mom, uh, you know, another parent that's white, like, I mean, black, it's kind of hard. You're like, hold up, I love my parents. Like, what you mean I got to yeah. say? I can understand. You know, you think about it. Like, she said, she has a problem saying Black Lives Matter. She feels all lives matter because look where she's come from. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I don't know how they, I don't know how they choose. I mean, I don't, I don't know. How do you, you feel know? about how do you feel how you feel about your son dating? Do you are you concerned with what type of woman he might bring home? Yes, I am. Um, I told him I would prefer that he date a black girl because I'm scared if he date a white girl that if her family doesn't approve, then it's gonna cause drama for him. You know, Emmett Till is still around. That shit is still happening. Yeah. And, you know, it can go south very quickly for him. Right. If she decides 
or the daddy of whoever decided he ain't good enough or she get caught up with him but and she wasn't supposed to get caught up with him and then call out rape or something here he go with a damn record because of her yeah. oh so you know that that scares me because it's you know it's nothing that i can do about who he decides to date but you know i just tell him you know that part scares me once he starts crossing over because i don't care what my position is i can't stop them from pressing charges or anything because especially here in wilson yeah um you know um yeah that, it, it does it, it does it scares me i don't you know, and I mean, even if he with some old hood rat, I mean, they could do some shit, you know. But yeah. realistically, what's gonna what's gonna happen if something happened with him and a black girl? Okay, something happened with him and a white girl, it's gonna be a little bit more serious. So, yeah, I mean, I talked to him about it, you know. Um, so I mean, I just I just hope he he just need to date somebody like his mama. That's it. <laughs> and so you trying to tell him he got to find his mama and somebody and another woman. Uh huh. That's it. I mean, See, that's, that's, that's nasty though. T. That's nasty. Nobody wants to try find their mama and a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty. Like, just, just like my personality and all of that. You know what I mean? Like, and he can't go wrong. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, usually, we shun away from the person that's like our mama. I see in the mm, Lord have mercy. That look, <laughs> that thought can't come over here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, we we definitely, I definitely appreciate your opinions on everything. Uh, we got to get into these other. I got to call these other people, man. Anything else you want to leave us with? No, I think I think that's it, man. It's just we just need to really come together as a group of people, you know. I hate the cliche of everybody's the same and all the human race. I hate that because we're not the same. You know, um, we all are different and we just need to accept that and learn from each other and damn, get along. My goodness. You know, it's, it's tiring being mad and angry and, and evil. I mean, it's just, just everybody, look, just everybody just love each other, bro. I'm trying to get rid of this coronavirus stuff and, and <laughs> go, go out and wear, wear your mask, wash your hands. Yeah. That's what the nurse practitioner got to say. Wash yeah. your hands, wear your mask, stay safe. <laughs> All right. No doubt. Thank you, Tara. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, peace. All right, bye. Bye.